Al Bayan Radio presents The Muslim Mindset, hosted by Adnan al Sheikh, Mazen Kurosh, Abdul Salam Umaylif, and Ahmed Rafiq. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Rabbi Shahli Sadri wa Sirli Amri wa Halalakhtatum in Lisani, if you guys are live on another night of Al Bayan Radio. Today is the sixth night of Ramadan, and we are back and live with our podcast, The Muslim Mindset. Back with myself, Adnan Cheek, Ahmed Rafiq, and Ma- joint and Mazen Karush. Assalamu alaikum. How are you boys doing? Alhamdulillah. Yourself? So, long time no see, yeah. speak here. It's been a minute. It's good uh, to be back, but it is. Eh? It feels good to be here. The Ramadan. It, it, I think we started in Ramadan. Eh? We've been doing this for quite a while that it doesn't feel like a Ramadan unless you do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good, mean? actually. Good habit. I know, it is, I'm at least we like stuck to that as well because I know everyone got busy during a, oh, what's going on here? Uh, at least everyone <laughs> got, I minute. think everyone got busy during that period, but in SubhanAllah, Ramadan's always the, it's always that, that gel. I was yeah. thinking, I'm like, don't they have any new young guys that are willing to well, uh, <laughs> Maybe get my younger brother for Ramadan. <laughs> for these podcasts, even yeah. in and outside of Ramadan. Can I do a Roblox I know when he started, or something. Roblox yeah, but I remember when he started in Ramadan, it was, uh, we used to do like a rotation or something every week. Remember there was, bro, I think we were what, like 19? Bro, don't even get me started, bro. My, yeah. Someone asked me how old's your brother now. I'm like 19. I'm like, Wallah, I was like yesterday, we're 19, bro. Yesterday, we just finished school. We got our peas and we're going around. We just started uni. Bro, I'm turning 26 at the end of bro, the year. Actually, You're not even 25 yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even 25 <laughs> yet. Almost there. <laughs> Almost there, yeah. Yeah, Allah. Yes. I actually remember, bro. SubhanAllah, I went, I rocked up somewhere and then they had to, uh, I think it was like a shoe shop or something and they had to ask you for like your date of birth or whatever. Like, oh, how old are you? Yeah. And I said 18. And I think I was like 20 or 21. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it clicked and my mum was next to me, she's like, you're 21. I was like, oh, snap. You, you know stop what? counting once you hit an age. No, you know what? At 22, 22, I remember I used to forget how old I was as well. Yeah, I used to I calculate like it. As well. But now I remember. But you know what? I'm not fussed by getting older or anything like that. I find a lot of people are. Like, mm. the other day, um, I always tie back to work, but <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> the other I was day, the same thing a lot. The <laughs> other day at work, so um, this lady was getting her eyes tested and she was struggling to read. She yeah. came in, she was struggling to read, and that's quite normal once you hit your forties. If you've got no like glasses of, mm. of any sort, you start to struggle to read. I told her, you know, it's a normal age-related change. You have nothing to worry about. You don't have a disease or a deficiency. Mm. Like you're not coming up with an illness of some of anything. This is a normal way of life. And she broke down. She's like, I don't want to be old. This, that, <laughs> sure. Even yeah, guy, even the like, men, bro. Yeah, yeah but I you know like what, once you is... tie it to something like that, though, it hits a bit more. Like you're saying, uh, you don't mind the aging, but once you start to lose the things Capacity. you had, that's when you're like, I don't think you're scared about age. You're just scared about what you're losing as the age is coming. Yeah, yeah. true. Look, look. I mean, I, I, I just think of it. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's gonna happen, and. It's me progressing through my life. Inshallah, it's a good and valuable way of progressing. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's nothing to be upset about. This is natural. Uh, and why I try to make myself think like that is because I feel like if you don't think like that, you're going to have a very strong attachment to this world and this yeah, dunya. Yeah, exactly Which, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I don't. Yeah, yeah. My worldly possessions and other things, but... If you just oh I can't I wish I was younger oh I'm getting old oh, don't yeah. ask me my age I hate it when people say that. don't ask me my age yeah, yeah. is that I'm <laughs> like bro relax you're gonna die okay and no one's gonna remember you <laughs> that's oh pretty much it the scary part is when yeah. you look back at it like you don't want to be looking back and be like where did, where what did I do with my life like mm. not using it in a wrong way or wasting time and stuff that's the scary part 
You yeah, know, I was yeah. thinking like, oh, 40 years, and you're thinking, wait, 40 years go past. That's that's the worst part. Not the fun part about it. Yeah, it's, I yeah. think a lot of people do make that mistake. You know, they get to 40 and they're like, you know, what the hell? Where did it all go? I think because once you hit 20 and you're in like a full routine of work and you're... It's not like we're from school changing to uni or TAFE, and mm. that that period of time there's a lot of changes, yeah, so you yeah. feel pr- progression. But once you start working, it's like routine sets in. It's the same thing every day. It's the same thing every day, and you forget how fast time flies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think there's something. Someone was telling me there's something prophetic about turning forty and yeah, onwards. Yeah, I think like, as well. It's a time where then you should start preparing for death more, and you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not entirely sure, so I don't want to really get into it. But yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a, alhamdulillah. We said that we were gonna what come back until we had finished this book. We have to finish this book. That's We've been hard. doing it for over a year now. Don't start and finish. Not, not uh, yeah, finish. that's it. But I'll be honest. When we when we took that hiatus, if you want to call it, um, and I felt the book was like halfway in between. A part of me was like the, a part of me was cut. I was like, wait, this nah, is, I was no, stubborn about it. I, I was like, there's no go. way, there's no way this can end without finishing the book. Yeah, I don't want it to end. Period. To be honest, even when the book finishes, but inshallah, we'll see. Yeah, you want to keep going? Yeah, bro. Inshallah, we'll see how Good on you, boys. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> 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 nah, nah. If we can find inshallah something productive to do, mm. um, you know, and we can do it online. Well, but the what's with you and online? He lives akhirat dini now. That's his problem. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's not that, especially on days like this where it's just. From work, go to my parents' house or something, and then eat there, go to masjid, then come here. I won't get home till like 10 o'clock or something like that, mm. which is not a big deal. I, not that I'm fussed. Cause I, I, I don't do know that. about you, but I love being I busy. That. I love those nights. No, I love being busy, Yeah, but, but yeah, not all, not to the not extent day, where you're yeah. not at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't mind. I'll be busy at home. I yeah. can I can mm. do classes or lessons on my I'll do online, online courses. Yeah. Or I go to the masjid in my house or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like I can still be busy doing work around the house, whatever it may be. But yeah, I'm like you. I love being busy. I hate, I hate idle time. Like yeah. I do like it sometimes. You get you get to watch a show or Here two or whatever. But idle time, like it, it kills yeah. you. Yeah. Even with that, if it starts to like, if you start to feel yourself going in a circle, like if I'm on my phone and I just like end the the scrolling type, yeah, I'll start to lose it as soon as I, as soon as I realize and I click. I'm like, bro, snap. I guess so, the, not the press, get up but like, and I'm like, bro, yeah. I've got to stop It's good, you should be, like, uh, didn't, you, didn't you cut all that stuff out? Yeah, yeah, I cut off from the top thing, cut off on, but it's like, yeah, good. also, when, when older people tell you, oh, you know, I'm going through, now, what was it? What was the first app that used to have those short videos? It was like, was it Instagram or like Vine, yeah? Vine, Vine started oh, up a seven second video. That. Now every app has those shorts, right? Your yeah, YouTube, yeah, YouTube, I get people sending me like Instagram. Instagram shorts and then Facebook shorts, my bad of sure. And then to me, it's upsetting when you see like a 45 year old sharing them. I'm like, so you're sitting down and going scrolling and scrolling and scrolling scroll and scrolling. And scroll, yeah. Bro. And it's like 45 <laughs> year old mom with six kids oh, or like 65 year old man. Yeah, it's, so it's embarrassing to find you got the ones where the You got the ones where the video like plays to the end, starts again. And plays to the end, starts again, and then you get the ones where the video ends and then goes to the next one. Yeah, and those ones it's like automatically keeping you going. And you know what? Now, if the video is longer than thirty seconds, you're not watching it. But yeah. I skip straight past that. But that's well, that's yeah, that's that's actually humiliating. Very, like it's sad, humiliating. Yeah. It's shameful to think that that an individual now has a time like an attention span that short. <clears throat> and I, I feel it myself. Yeah. Sometimes my attention span is that short. Like. If I do get watch a video, yalla yalla, put on 1.5 times speed or quick skip, <laughs> skip 10 seconds, watch something, then skip, skip yeah. 10 seconds, find, you know, the, the the crux of the of the video. 
Which is sad. That's why, like, you know how I am. I cut out. All, I I haven't. You have to cut it out. Otherwise, you're gonna I, have no yeah, life. I've never had that stuff in the from the get go. Only YouTube, and even that now. Now like it's become. Said, I'm saying that YouTube yeah, shorts YouTube's is bad. Shorts is, is is it's getting me sometimes, and yeah. so it's a shame. Yeah, bro. My mom a couple of days ago she found out about the times 1.5 speed on YouTube. It was like she saw Revelation. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can watch 1.5 times more videos. <laughs> it's not about saving time. I can watch more videos now <laughs> in the same amount you know, of time. You know why? I remember this is, was at school when I heard this fact that if you were to spend your whole life going through just YouTube, you'll never finish the content. This was at school. Yeah. Now imagine it's like there's yeah, so much content that you need. You won't finish it in a lifetime. That's why there's so much. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You know, I want to ask you, before we get into this, the book, Definitely. how do they store these videos, man? You're the IT guy. Like, Gigabyte there's Gigabyte. non-stop, like, data being uploaded yeah, and uploaded and uploaded. Everyone has, like, a terabyte of photos on their it's Google Photos. Messy. Everyone has a Dropbox. Everyone has a Google Drive. And then there's all these millions and trillions of hours of YouTube videos. It's just massive, massive servers. Globally, everywhere. I mean, you got the biggest ones in the states. They got yeah. like across the across the United States, but they've got them everywhere now. And a lot of the a lot of the content gets served from the servers nearest to you. So, but uh, they, but, but the thing is, like at the end of the day, do you they get remember, deleted eventually and overridden. It, it depends. Depends on the policy of the company. But yeah. most of them know. Like I mean, YouTube, you'll see videos from when like you first made, years, like yeah. fifteen years ago. But, when it was made. But I think years ago. the thing with the thing with those is you got to remember that as more videos get uploaded, more income is being generated for the company. And therefore, they can invest afford in to more. invest in more, like, so large storage. I remember doing a job in Macquarie Park. I didn't know yeah. what it was. I wouldn't say it is. But you're driving in, and it's like something like, you know, Incredibles, when I drive up to that fancy lady's mm. house, that bollard's going in the ground, yeah, like, yeah. six gates open up, enter. Massive building, and it's just, I don't know, PCs or just monitors and monitors and just, like, this humongous facility of just, like, computers everywhere. That's what it is. And, with like, these, it's a storage, it's a storage yeah. facility to store With these things, it's infinite. Because, like, you remember these. For example, YouTube is owned by Google. Right? Every Google search is oh, generating yeah. revenue. Every like yeah. Google ads non-stop like so it's not it's infinite practically infinite income that like now I'll go I'll buy a terabyte now for like it used to be I remember I used to pay eighty bucks for like five hundred gigs now I pay eighty bucks I get four terabytes yeah. like it's you know storage I don't is even, cheap who, who even pays for storage anymore you just upload online. it online yeah and download it from wherever you want it memory cards that big thing for eight megabytes yeah yeah <laughs> wow you won't fit a video yes, on that anymore funny story. We gotta cut the story short, but I remember when my brother first bought the PS2, and eight megabyte, right, cut. and I eight megabyte, him. and eight megabyte is that how memory how card? Yeah, and eight megabyte memory card was like one of the higher end yeah, memory yeah, cards, exactly. and it was expensive. My brother had just bought the PS2, and he had the game Ratchet and Clank. He did not turn off the PlayStation for two weeks because <laughs> he didn't have memory card. He couldn't, no, he couldn't buy one at the time. So literally, he'd play and then switch. From TV to uh, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't AV. AV, yeah, it was AV. TV to AV, TV to AV, and then he'd play for two weeks on the weekends because my mum wouldn't let him play yeah, on the weekdays for two uh, weeks, three uh, weeks uh, until he done all his work, and then eventually he finishes, and then two weeks later the PS2 got a break. <laughs> <laughs> he turned it off. I'm surprised it lasted because didn't have memory card. Yeah. So I remember like that. I was the same thing. I wouldn't turn it off. My mum would end up forcing me to turn it off for the for the electricity, and my auntie once saw me like crying upset, and then the next day it was like a memory card on my bed, and I'm like. I, I love you. I'm so happy. Wallahi, I'm so happy. But you used to start a game from the start every time you want yeah, to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll get into a story at the end. So we'll get into the book. And yeah, then, uh, but we need to. we got a comment on YouTube. We'll be um, They were saying, uh, I think the point about 40, saying didn't the prophets attain prophethood at 40? I think that was the more 
Remember how you were saying about the, the 40? Some yeah. Prophetic prophet Sallam did. I'm yeah. not too sure about all the other prophets. But what you were saying, I remember someone else was telling us about the, the 40s or like you should be aiming to less of work and more ibadah at that time, preparing yourself. Yeah, try preparing yourself for sure. I always tell like older people, I'm like, like I told my dad, for instance, he's working now, but I used to tell him, dad, I'm like, why don't you, you know, there's the hadith of praying 40 days, all your salah with the imam. Yeah. I'm like, dad, why don't you aim to do that? And then when I think of it, I'm like, it's easy to say it, but a lot to, do it, to do it, I'm like thinking to myself, man, if I had, if I wasn't working, even that still would be very, very hard. Mm. But everyone should be trying to aim to, you know, prepare for their death, regardless of your age, I think, regardless. That's the thing we're too caught up. Yalla, begin us, Mazin. So getting into the book, uh, where we left off, the next chapter that we were going to go through was, in our book, it's called Bravery. What's it in yours? I mean, bravery as well? Courage. Courage. So bravery and courage. Um... I think, to be honest with this, when I was reading this one, <coughs> I felt personally attacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, but yeah, bro, this... I'll say the same thing and I'll bring up a scenario I happened yesterday. Though, Why? Yeah. Why do you feel personally attacked? No, I'm not, no I'm, not too, I'm not like that too I, much. I probably feel like the attacker, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> no, so I, I think, like, when I was reading the example, I kind of went through the example, right? And, you know, actually, maybe it's a good discussion, to be honest, to have, because I've, subhanAllah, it's been something on my mind for ages. Uh, and it was different when we were in school versus when we were in uni and so on. Um, the example that it gave was like if you're if you're in a gathering, say, and, and you hear someone saying something or it's either incorrect or you have something to add to the conversation, you sort of like back out from it and you don't add it. And the reason was like, oh, I didn't say it because I was shy or I didn't say yeah. it because because this and that. So I, I find myself doing that a lot. Like I'll be in a gathering and I'll hear something that's going on and people might even ask a question. Right? They'll ask a question. And I'll just sit there like I'll know the answer Stay and quiet. I just I just like leave it for everyone else. Hello, I think back to when back when like for example in school. Well, you've changed a lot though. You used to be a lot more like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah, like back. you now you if you do see something incorrect or Some, something no, like something that, that you would you yeah. would speak something out. Something incorrect, right? So that's that's a bit that's a bit different because I feel like that's in this case that's an obligation, right? But if something's not so much where someone's asking a question and I'm like, oh, someone will eventually answer it. You know what I mean? That mm. kind of thing where there's no pressure on that. One of the things that I feel gets me is like, I'm too cautious of what people are thinking. thinking. And and sometimes it's whether my answer is going to be incorrect or not. And other times it's, oh, what if they what if they think you're trying to show off by answering the question? Like, What's worse? I think. Yeah, you go through a bunch of thoughts, bro, subhanAllah. And so that's, I feel like I, I kind of... I guess I'm putting it out there, so maybe we can discuss it and talk about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like it stops me from answering a lot of questions that come up, subhanAllah, or a lot of engaging in a lot of conversations that come up. But what do you what do you think is the cause of that? Is it because you're shy mm. and you like you just have a generally a reserved character, right? Because that's mm. an option. Yeah. Or is it due to cowardice, which is like the opposite think, yeah, of the well, bravery of courage? If someone's right? saying something wrong, would you correct them, or is it just? That's why I said talk, that's different. Yeah, really. so I think more idle talk. If someone's yeah. doing something wrong, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll correct that. But even then, as well, sometimes you get concerned with people. Like, what if people feel attacked by me telling them? Like, you know, uh, that's the biggest. That's yeah. one of the biggest things I have. And whether they're gonna re- <coughs> re- they're gonna rebuttal and then attack that's me right. or feel like feel like feel like I'm judging them or they're gonna get yeah, turned yeah. off by me giving yes. the nasiha. But I always. Always try and turn it back to what what is you know what we've been taught. Like the Sheikh was reading actually mm-hmm. in Salah in Tarawih just then, or at the talk yesterday, Sheikh Nasim Abdi mentioned. We as Muslims <coughs> are the 
compared to all the other ummas okay, of the past from the previous prophets, yeah. are the greatest nation and the greatest of ummas because we enjoy good and forbid evil. Yeah. And to do that, mm-hmm. you have to speak out. Well, yeah. you don't. You should speak you out. That's to. the highest yeah. level, right? Uh, the lower lower level is to, you know, hate it in your heart, um, or act against it, speak out against it, or then hate it yeah. in your heart. Um, so we as the ummah are the greatest due to the fact that we do that. Mm. So in order to be, be, part, be part of, of it, yeah. yeah, you should you should be obliged mm. and you should feel the need to do so. <coughs> I think as even well, if it's against your own will, like as well. Sense. A lot of times, I'm similar. Like we make it an issue in our head when it's genuinely not an issue. Mm. Like. My boss also tells me there's nothing wrong with conflict. So if you guys don't agree on a price, whatever it is, you speak your mind, speak mm. his mind, and then you'll get to an answer set somewhere down the line. And then, like, it's con- it's healthy to have some conflict or disagreement with people. Otherwise, if everyone agreed with each other, we'd all be the same. Mm. Um, but I was like yesterday, I think there was like an international speaker. Yesterday I was at a mosque, I was praying at my auntie's house. So we walked to the coast of Mosala, and there's an international speaker from overseas here. And then no one at the mosque knew him, literally. So as we were walking mm. out, he was by himself. And I wanted to approach him, but I don't know why. I just I just left it, and I just as I drove off, I was like, "Bro, subhanallah, I could have had a conversation with him, do this and that, you know, mm. take him to grab a coffee and make the make the most of my time, especially because what's it called? No one was using him, mm. you know. And I, I regret it. as I was driving in my car, I'm like I'm never going to get that opportunity again, you know, mm. from overseas by himself. And all he would have taken from me is to salam to him, say, "Let's go for a coffee and just chat about your experiences or whatever it is." Mm. Yeah. Now for me, I that think I regret. That, yeah, I just I just think it's like the thought of what what people are going to say or whatever. Like a smallest example, and I've come across it many times. Yeah, you'll be in salah, and the person in front of you bends over, their auras all showing. Mm. And I think to myself, I'm like, do I tell him? Or is he going to be like, oh, <laughs> like, why are you looking at my aura for? What, what's why are you looking at my Brother, you're mooning me in, in salah. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I, don't know, you know, know, like, I just think about it. And I'm like, I got told two days ago. I, even though I thought I covered my aura, I tucked my pants in. He's like, oh, brother, not, thanks. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. And if he takes it harsh, then khalas, that's, that's him. I always try to think back to... But that's uh, difficult. See, like, if I was to say it to you, and you say thank you, it's like, hey, yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, relieved. That's right. I actually feel, I'm like, okay, they didn't take it yeah. the wrong way. They didn't, like, give me a dirty or something. Like, like recently I had an experience with a family friend of mine. They're traveling, and I s- they took their kids trick-or-treating. Mm. Okay? Yeah. In, during October mm. or whatever, whenever, whenever Halloween was. And in my heart, I'm like, man, burning. I'm burning. I'm like, it's uploaded on social media. I'm like, someone showed it to me. Like, isn't this your cousin? Like, not, they're not my cousin, but they're just yeah, like, yeah. isn't this your cousin? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? Is he going to take it the wrong way? Is he not going to take it the wrong way? But then I thought to myself, you know, I I think, like, you know, the hadith, لا يمنع حدكم حتى يحبوا لأخي ما يحبوا لنفسي. You do not. You are not brothers until you love for each other, mm. what you love for yourself. Okay. If I was doing something wrong, okay, I would love for someone to correct me. And if I'm heading in a path that's bad for me or Jahannam ridden, so to speak, okay, I would love for someone to correct me. Okay. Whether it's against my own will and what I like or, you know, so therefore I mustered up the courage to actually tell him. I sent him like mm. a seven minute voice recording because he's overseas. And you know what? His response was beautiful. Mind you, I did really soften it. Yeah. Not not that I made it airy fairy. I, I was very yeah, nice yeah, yeah. in how I said it. He was like, you know what? Every, a lot of people have messaged me, but Jazakumullah Khairan, your one was the best approach, nicest mm. way, this, that. I really appreciate it. I'm going to delete the videos and rectify my actions. Mm. Yeah. Okay? But like one, 
it took a lot from me to it's hard well, to yeah back and forth but two once he did respond in that way it was like hey so like i was so happy and i'm like you know it gives me that little courage to do it next time again mm. whereas if i had gotten back if i had gotten backlash for it it's like the next man, time you do, gotta do it yeah do i want a backlash again mm. but regardless of whether you get a good response or not you have to you know it's, convey the message yeah. it's, it's one of those things that like you know? we say it's it's easier said than done but you got to keep saying it in your head at least until you do i always i try to think and it doesn't always work but i try to think of the um uh, the advice that Luqman uh, gave, to, yeah, gave to his yeah. son um, where he says um, and he follows and have like uh, I remember the sheikh was giving a tafsir on it and he was saying that because whenever you do enjoy in the good or forbid the evil you're bound to get something back yeah. so the advice subhanAllah was followed with because you're going to need sabr for what comes your way when you do that. I try and remember that, but subhanAllah, it's just, you always, like you said, that was worse, it's just always in your head. So I think it's something to, to work on for, for, you know, in general. As well, I think even if you mention it um, and he takes it the wrong way, at least you can sleep or move on knowing that you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do it out of hate. You did it out of, <coughs> for Allah's sake, you know, yeah. and you did it with pure intentions and mm. to move on. And you know what as well, they might initially respond distastefully but then they might go back later and think about it. You know what? What that brother told me today actually was right. Maybe he didn't say it in the best way, whatever. But and then he rectifies his mistakes or her mistakes, whatever it may be. So, inshallah, you do it with the right intention, and khair will come for it, whether it's for you alone or for both of you, the receiver and the yeah. conveyor. So I think I think that's a very good point because even if it clicks in their head now or in ten years' time. Like you never know. Like I'm sure we experience it with our own selves. Like someone, you think ten years down the track, you think of something someone said ten years yeah. ago, and it just and it just clicks. I'm yeah, and and anything. that me, I can't remember. <laughs> anything. Yeah, but like you said, that wouldn't that wouldn't ever happen ten years from now if you didn't do it now. That's right. Does that make yeah. sense? Though it's like hard to say. Like, oh my god, what am I gonna do if it's gonna click for him in ten years? But you know, <laughs> right. doesn't matter. You do what you can, and at the end of the day. If you're not brave, you're a coward. Yeah. And I, I hate to be like the Jews, but a Jew is the Jews are known to be cowards. The the cowardice, you know? Yeah. And the previous mm. the, the Christians and the Jews, they don't enjoy good and forbid evil. Everyone just does their own thing. Their yeah. own thing. They they don't care about each other, so to speak. I mean there is their own they have their own communal stuff, but they're genuinely cowards and it takes a lot it takes a certain amount of bravery to be able to enjoin good and forbid evil. SubhanAllah, so. I didn't even think of that when you mentioned that. Okay, mm. as you said, as you mentioned that those nations are cowards, I was just thinking about when they were told to enter the enter the holy lands and they said, no, we're just, we're just sitting here. We're happy. You, you go, let us well, know when you're you. done. Yeah, we'll come after and celebrate with you. That's what it is. I guess in this case, you're kind of, <clears throat> you're leaving it for someone else to correct if they do and, and not really taking that initiative yourself to... Enjoying yeah. the good or forbid the evil. And you miss out on the opportunity for reward. <laughs> someone else, inshallah, someone else will advise them yeah. and they'll get the reward. And mm. for they rectify that issue, for instance, you tell them, for instance, you tell someone what they're doing in their salah or in, in their belief or whatever is incorrect. They rectify the action. Then they teach it to their kids and their kids and their kids. There's an investment opportunity for you yeah. going down the drain.
your return on investment, mate. Let's talk mm. about stocks. You just gotta have uh, <laughs> you just gotta have an appetite for risk. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But right, I, this was, I think, one a really good chapter that mm. Muslims in general need to be a bit more brave, yeah, a bit more courageous and outspoken in goodness. Even in, even talking to Dawa or non-Muslims and our speech with Dawa, and I feel shy explaining to them my religion because they're gonna be like, oh, what's this guy on? Or mm. there's so much media really like brainwashes yeah. and stuff. But when you be brave and you explain to them, they see your side and they see your point of view. And I, I feel like when I explain to people, they actually understand and they agree sometimes, mm. you know, and they're like, all right, I can see your point of view, or whatever it is. It probably comes down to the way you do it, though. Like what Ahmed was saying, that, that person was saying that the way you did it helped. I, I, don't, I just thought about it, I remember. You were, you were there, I think. Um, we were at a camp and there's this old gentleman that owns the whole facility and we've had experiences with him in the past many times and he's a nice guy and he just lives in like the outback he comes down to his facility every now and again when when he has people there and i'm like man let me just talk to this guy and i was a bit nervous because all the other boys were there i'm like i'm nowhere near qualified compared to some of the other boys that were there but i'm like just like hey dave you know uh what do you believe in and i started talking to him about religion and then he's like oh jesus is you know, the the saviour in Christ. I'm like, why is he so special? He's like, oh, because, you know, he's born without a father. Yeah. I'm like, so what if I told you of someone who's born without a father and a mother? He's like, I'm like, don't you think they sh- they, they deserve to be worshipped as well? Like, aren't, aren't they miraculous? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. He's like, well, Adam, Ali Salam, was born without a mother and a father. He's like, blimey. <laughs> 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 Never thought of it like that. And he's like, you know what? You've got me stumped. And he was taken back and he tried to rebut me another way. And you know what? He's like, you know what? You give me food for thought. I was going to just say I'm like, you know that. what? Uh, you know what I told him? I'm like, you when I see you next year, I'll be calling you that wood. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Like, inshallah, man, I like no, him. Yeah. And well, it took literally uh, some jovial conversation. Five minutes, ten minutes. And, you know, you That's never know. Weird. I was looking for that word today, bro. Jovial. Jovial. <laughs> you know what? I've never used that in my life. It just came to my mind now. Well, Probably not it. even the right word. <laughs> no, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, anyways. That was just... Uh, you You reminded me of that that story. So, yeah. Is that... Uh, did you want to add anything else to that? No, I like it. I was going to say, it also makes people... When, when people see that you're not a coward and you speak up, it makes them respect you. But I was pretty sure I read that in, in the following chapters. So, we'll keep going, inshallah. Hey, before we continue, is uh, I'm trying to turn the face this way when I cough, but is it coming up in the audio? Because no, you got headphones it. on, so no, nah, it's alright. Yeah, it should be going. Because these ones require you to be close, anyways. Yeah, just making sure. Um, so to to wrap up the chapter, it says a point of view. Train yourself for one hour's patience leads to victory. So That's that was um, yeah. So one hour's patience leads to victory. So that wraps up that chapter. The next one was hold fast to principles. Hold fast to principles or steadiness on principles, and this is, I think, uh, another another important chapter that also ties in with the previous one as well. Bravery, because I believe yeah. that this one requires that. Um, I'm sure we'll kind of go through some some scenarios we've been through that require that kind of bravery to to be steady or, um, or holding require you to hold fast to your principles. Yeah. Um, oh so yeah. See, he, that's the first part. People's importance in the eyes of others is determined by the strength of their personality. And the extent to which they remain firm upon their principles, I'm sure. Sure, I read it. Um, mm. But yeah, like so many a times that it's not a good look when we're what's the word called? Not hypocritical, but our actions 
with non for me for with non Muslims don't reflect your Islamic values. Mm. You know, like I feel like I'm respected more. I know we always bringing up work, but it's probably the most scenarios that we have. I feel like I was respected more when I told my boss, look, I'm not comfortable doing these jobs at a, a brewery center, like a place that does beer or stuff like that. Oh, why yeah. not? Look, I don't drink. What's it's going to be ironic if I don't drink and I'm going supporting this like factory, you mm. know, or I'm not going to work at this center or this center because it's immoral, like an immoral place. And he realizes, you know, and he's like, all right, like I never thought of that working. He's just thinking about the income mm. rather than not thinking about like, what does this place actually do? You know, if it's a adult facility or something like that, mm. you know, the hell everyone's going to think I go into, I don't enter buildings. I just do <laughs> external work. <laughs> like, that building inspector. Checking the painting. <laughs> Watching the paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a paint bucket and just throws it on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it does. Yeah. When it comes to the bravery, uh, the, I think here yeah, it says uh, it's referring to a strong personality, but I think if we're going to just talk about like uh, a person and their personality themselves, you'll notice someone that is strong to their values. You tend to have more respect for them. Wallah. Like you, Wallah. you actually like as much as you want to, like as much as anyone wants to talk about that person, you just, you feel like you just can't yeah. because they stick to it. They have those values, and no matter what you say, they're going. They're not going to waver. And what, what that shows, I guess, is is uh, it kind of like it gives them a very firm personality. You feel like you feel like you can rely on that person because they're not going to move. You feel like you can trust that person. They're not going to change. Yeah. Things like that. But if you go and someone who one day he's like this, the next day, depending on the circumstances, he's like what do they say? Changes like the wind. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's just. And what I find is, even if you disagree <clears throat> with him, at the end of the day, you still respect him. Yeah, of course. You might not agree eye to eye, and but you still respect him. And there's so many sports personalities like mm. that. Like just for example, in MMA, like biggest Muslim star right now is like Khabib, and mm. he's so respected even by non-Muslims because of how firm he sticks to his principles. You know mm. how he doesn't swear, he doesn't do anything, he doesn't go out with females or whatever it is. Mm. And a lot of non-Muslims respect him or whatever he does. And saying like this guy's a man, you know, he doesn't back down from his word. He said like a lot of things. I'm gonna, get, I'll probably get carried away. He says I'm gonna retire, and everyone's like, oh, give him three months. The money's gonna be good enough. He's gonna come back. And then everyone's like, look, bro, he gave his word to his mum. The money is enticing. You can see him waving millions and millions, but he's not budging. And you mm. know, he gets more respect like that. That's what it is. You feel like that person is not like swayed, change, uh, swayed or easily like uh, attracted by the worldly things as well. Because that, that's essentially what's going to change your principles. Whether it's yeah, um, whether it's money, whether it's a woman, whether it's food, whether it's fame, business, fame, it is, yeah. anything. That, these are all worldly things. And especially, obviously, when we're talking about principles, we're predominantly talking about, like, Islamic principles. If uh, you have certain principles, certain values that go against Islam, and you think, no, this, this is something that I want to hold steadfast to, then that's that's contributing to a strong personality that you have. And, and people will see that from even non-Muslims. And, like, like I said, they can talk, but at the end of the day, it doesn't... Look, um, <coughs> in the West... <coughs> It's very being a minority as Muslims, mm. it can be very, very difficult to hold on to your principles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The temptations which comes up in the next chapter are very high and you always feel like the you, eyes, I, eyes I personally you. don't, but I know people do feel like they're the all eyes are on them, they're the oppressed minority and to get out of that little corner that they're really put into, they do it's have mold. to compromise in yeah, their yeah. principles. And one compromise is a slippery slope. Yeah. One compromise in your principles is a slippery slope. 
I'll take it back to myself, okay? I'm sure many people have gone through this. I had probably never said a swear word in my life till I was about the age of eight years old. Some That's pretty young, isn't it? Huh? And you reckon yeah. eight years old? Yeah. yeah I think so. <laughs> pretty bad kid, to be honest. Bad kid? Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> well, Eight's like year three, bro, or something. I know, right? Yeah. Eight years old. Well, he's still probably his mum's changing his nappies at eight. She still changes my nappies now. Nah, but look, uh, some kid uh, two years older than me that pick, picked on me, took my hat to be a smartass, and I compromised and I swore. Okay? Even though my mum had, you know, my mum had. Uh, threatened me with burning my tongue on a stove if I ever swore. Bro, I remember, I remember, bro, my mom got matches once and she pulled like litter in front of me. Oh, wow, like, that's what? bad. I thought my nah. mom putting chili on my mouth was going to be bad. No, nah, that's that's sort of the sort of thing my, my love preserve my mom, man. That's the sort of way she raised us and I will, I will raise my kids and my kids' kids like that, was okay? It, was it a so <laughs> 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 I was going to say, was it an induction cooktop, bro? <laughs> Any, anyways, um, so... After that, like swearing became easy for me, and and then to actually overcome swearing took me a, a while. I was in my teens when I realized, man, what the hell am I doing? And I and I overcame the swearing. But all it took for me was that first time when I was eight years old, yeah. nine years old, whatever I was, to swear once when I got really angry, and then after that it just rolled off my tongue. Yeah. Never, never in front of my mom or around family. But I was, when I was at yeah. school, it just yeah. rolled off my tongue. It's a pun a lot. That's know? all it takes. Just one, one slip up, and one compromise. And why now I, I say this? Because I use that as a small example. I was not even bad like at the time. Okay. Um, in I find Muslims in Australia, but in America, the in the Western context. Very very slippery slope that a lot of people are going down, like especially in like California and stuff, the the woke mm. states. You you the Muslims get oppressed. There's a terrorist attack or something like that. They play the victim card, and then the LGBTQ community supports the Muslims. And then the next time the LGBTQ community is being oppressed, the Muslims the Muslims oh they supported us. We should support them. Yeah, you know, even though it goes against everything that we. We know and believe in. Let me support them, and, and then, then we find a way to justify a, it. They find a way to justify it. One, two, three. Now you have gay mams, gay Muslims, transsexuals, and this and that, and Allah Musta'an, man. Like, but if taking it back to that first compromise, okay, whether it was one leader or one individual, whatever it may be, yeah. it's led down to a super ship. Now the floodgates have opened, like. Every second person there, every second person I see on social media from America, I'm exaggerating, but those are the people that are getting the limelight. They're gay, Muslims. I don't need to wear the hijab. I don't need to, you know, do this. I don't need to pay whatever they say. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. It is ridiculous how much compromise is coming out of certain <coughs> Muslim communities in America and in. The Arab countries everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But Arab like, well. all it takes is literally for a few or whatever individuals to not hold fast to their comp uh, to their principles, and that's it. Floodgates are open. Good you luck closing what, the floodgates. You know, it becomes more and more of a reality that you can envision or see. Like as you grow older, is the hadith of the hot coal. Wallah, like the more I get older, the more I'm like, yeah, all right. Like mm. holding on to your religion. Holding on to religion is like holding on to hot coal because now it's like, wallah, like you standing to your principles, you're the gharib 
inside inside the Muslim community. Yeah. No, oh, you're but doing in, inside the Muslim community. <laughs> that's that's well, that's true. <laughs> like you just being uh, like it's not even religious. You just praying. Oh, is, he's too strict. He's like, like this. He's you know, that. I was like, my heart was broken. I'm telling you, I don't yeah. know if I mentioned that he, new guy comes from, from work, uh, joins work. He's Lebanese, right? And what's it called? Um, stuff like him. Lebanese joins it. He's born in Lebanon, 25 years. He came here five years old. So he's an older, older guy. Speaking to him, I couldn't. I didn't know if he's Muslim or not Muslim, right? Mm. So anyway, Friday comes and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask him. You know, if he's too shy, I'm going to build up the courage and ask him. Look, hey, bro, are you Muslim? I just want to ask. If not, it's fine. If you're Muslim, I'm going to go pray Jummah. I'll take you with you. I'll show you the closest place. He's like, oh, I'm Muslim, but I don't really pray. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, we're going Jummah. Like some, you know how you have some Muslims that don't pray five days, yeah, but they pray Jummah. Jummah yeah. I'm like, let's go Jummah. He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like, all right, no worries. Come back and after Jummah, and I come back and it's a typical non-Muslim company. Friday Friday nights, what do they do? They drink. Come yeah, back the and there's a, bo- there's a bottle in his hand. And I'm looking at him. He looks at me and then he hides it. And I think I just wanted the, the world to swallow me, bro. I'm just like, we've come so far and dropped all our principles that it's gone that far like yeah i don't want to say not muslim anymore but yeah i know i know people in in other countries bro someone in just to germany in. amsterdam those but like they, they just they found out that i was muslim but that they, they were so i don't know it was a bit weird that they it was like to me but like Oh yeah, I'm Muslim, but but I don't like I don't do that like all that stuff and whatever. I, was I like, don't identify with. Uh, I was like, what stuff? Like, oh, like you know, like the <laughs> fasting, praying, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, so how are you Muslim? And but I asked it in a nice way, and they're like, you know, because like my dad and mum, whatever, they were. They think it's like ethnicity. It's yeah, like I'm Jewish half now. Lebanese. It's like Jewish now. My it's my dad was Lebanese, and my mum was saying, I've heard people say that, but I'm half Muslim. Yeah. What? Yeah, like go go go. We don't want your half. Astaghfirullah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke, but um, that's really bad. And you know, like you said the hadith of holding on to the hot coal. Uh, I don't know if it was you that said the hadith that day. No, no, it wasn't. It was one of the other boys. But I always think of this hadith where the Muslims get to a point where they will copy the Christians and they will copy the Christians and the Jews step by step, inch by inch, to the point where if they were to step into a religious hole, they would follow them into it. Yeah, we just want to be Western. That's yeah. it, Western. And I don't know if I'm far fetched in this far fetched in this thing, in this example. You guys can <coughs> hold me back and you know, shut my mouth up and then can delete five seconds every time. But I'm gonna go there. You know you said you feel foreign in like the Muslim community. Yeah. Okay, sometimes. I don't understand what it is within the Muslim community, but I feel like we have it just from a physical, physical aspect very, very few men. Yeah. Very, very few men. I mean, like, just because the men and the women in the in the West are shaving their legs and plucking their eyebrows and wearing tight, tight clothes, every Muslim man, almost, yeah. they're, they're this buff. They've got to be this long. They've got shaved arms, shaved legs, shaved everything. And I hear some of them, you see, they've plucked eyebrows. EPCs, nose piercings. No, 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 not that far. They're not going that far. Not that far. Not that far. They do, but I'm saying he's I've, not going that I've seen, okay, yeah. I've seen EPCs, but that's very, very few. Okay? Yeah. Mm. But every Tom, Dick, and Harry has shaved legs, shaved arms, and oh, bro, I play sports. Oh, bro, it gives me rashes. Oh, bro. I'm like, please, please, stop, stop, yeah, stop with the bull, bull crap, okay? Forgive me for my language. Excuses, yeah. It's because. Uh, David Beckham and this person, they start shaving and they, they have all these body types where they have no hair whatsoever and 
Now, and then this guy does it for sport. The NRL players do it for sport and whatever it may be. Now I was like, oh, I got to do it. I can't get the tape on to my knee because it sticks to the hair. I can't do it. Even whatever with the beard. I think people mostly now grow the beard now. Oh, it's a it's, trend. It's a, it's a trend. But if it wasn't, it's like, oh, it's too itchy when it grows. Bro, what a, it's the a trend, I remember as a kid, bro. the excuse I used to hear is like I'd, from people, oh, it's too itchy to grow. But now everyone's got one. And then I can tell you, mm, yeah. I can almost say, I'm I'm almost 100% sure these guys are Muslim, yeah? But I, I'm not, I'm not... I, now, because everyone with a long beard, yeah, they they circus and whatever it may be, like Christians and whatever. They're, they're, <laughs> everyone's growing a beard, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm walking through the shopping center, going to work because one of my stores is in the shopping center, and the guys like they're outside one of the. I was walking past the shop that has sells phones, and on opposite it is a like a Asian manicure pedicure area, yeah. or whatever. The the guys like the t- tough boys, muscly, big, boys. big beards, okay. The guy's like, hey, bro, you want to go and do your eyebrows? He's like, nah, I done mine last week or yesterday or something like that. I'm like, bro, are you serious? Like, is this is this what a man has come to? Shamil's? <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, that's that's what I mean. Like, there's no oh, st- st- holding fast or st- steadiness on their principles. Like, d- forget, the, forget the point of whether or not shaving your legs or not is haram. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying that. But like just your principles of manliness, okay, yeah. not just religion, just principle of being a man. Like it's down the drain. It is literally manicures, down yeah, the drain. Yeah. Men going for pedicures, manicures, co- coloured nails, and this and that, and freaking. I r- I remember <sighs> as my blood is born. I gotta walk bro. out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was with Larry. I, I remember <laughs> as like there's not not many years ago, subhanallah. But as I was sort of like going through my early adult sort of teenies one of one of my mentors actually said to me and he was like in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives two descriptions i believe it was two only of men like where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explicitly says rijal and then gives a description after it and i think um if i'm not mistaken two of them both of them sorry one of them was the the one where he says i don't want to misquote in arabic so it says that they're not um the tijara like the trade or bayah sale like pretty much worldly things doesn't distract them from dhikrillah from the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is essentially worldly things that was the first one and the second one was related to essentially them enjoining in like uh, the right things i don't think it was like the enjoining good forbid evil but doing the right things and keeping a, a, a steadfast household like a pious household like their family, like looking after their family and making sure that their family is um, is a pr- pretty much upon yeah. upon that. And that comes down to this, pretty much holding steadfast to your to your principles. That was it. And that was his explanation to me. He's like, that's the only two times that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a description for Rijal in the Quran. And it's directly that they're not distracted by the worldly things at all. And that nothing wavers them or t- turns them away from their religion what you were saying about family because i heard it yesterday in, in the khutbah uh, like in, in tarawih there was like oh like the usual excuses that the community offers is just like oh you know the imams aren't taking care of these issues look at our kids running around blah 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 and it's like all right maybe there might be half a fair point but they're like there's not enough imams or students or knowledge or whatever it is and it's they were saying it's like why do, are we raising our kids to be like a hindrance and burden to these imams? <laughs> are we raising our kids to be a solution and to be helping them mm. and to be, you know, Can doing stuff? Because them. these days people just raise their kids and it's embarrassing. Well, like even 
I probably shouldn't say it. But like kids, you just see now five, ten year olds and he's on his phone the whole time. Like the mum's gone for what well, I saw it yesterday. Mum's gone for a walk in the street and a kid's on his iPad following her in in a walk. And I'm like, oh my god, a ten year old kid, boy, I've never seen a ten year a boy dance. He's doing like dances in a corner. I'm like, come on, bro, like Muslim boy, yeah, I'm telling you, like a ten year old Muslim boy <laughs> dancing. It's like, go play soccer, go do something yeah. like as you're saying, like a man. Manly, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, bro. Don't worry. But that's what it, it is. It comes down about, to you know those. what it is? Because the parents are too soft. Uh, I've, they're too, with, they're too yes, worried about themselves but I've, these days. But like, also I've heard many parents openly say, I'm not bothered to raise them. That's all the time. Or they think the school's going to raise them. Like, Why do you, you have them? At work, they yeah. come in, they get their kids' eyes tested, and they're running amok. They're running amok. The kids are... And the parents always complain about, oh, I can't be bothered for this, this, that. And the mums, like, mums, dads, Botox, makeup, yeah. all this. Muslims, Muslims. Like... 50-year-old women, Muslim women, Botox, like, w- mm. and their kids are running amok. Why? Because they're more worried about their themselves. physical looks and themselves and everything like that as opposed to <coughs> raising their kids the right way. You know what is a deception as well? Like, it's easy to use this analogy, so I'll move it on. Like, we say a lot of times, like, our females sometimes, or whatever, get married only for the wedding. Like, they're all they're dreaming about mm. is the wedding. Another trend is, swear to God, it, same thing, is that, Oh, they want to have a kid just for the sake of those first three to four years where it's enjoyable. Mm. And you know, and photos and Instagram. And, and Instagram. And the, oh but they don't God. think, all right, Habib, you're going to have a kid after he's four or five years old. He's going to be hard to take care of. And it's a challenge. And it's that's it. That's going to be your lifestyle. Yeah. It's but not as simple. You can't just give him up for adoption at four. You know what? Even the guys are like that. I want to have a kid so I can set, upload photos on Instagram and this and that. That's you not know, the purpose. You know, you said the girls, the girls, their, the whole life they dream for their wedding. The guys are like that now. The guys like that, I usually but go I gotta get a million dollars worth of cars and this and that. And but I've seen weddings for one okay? day. They're like a club. Yeah, I, yeah. I know someone. I I I personally know him. Okay, his father spent one hundred and eighty thousand dollars on one night, on one night for that wedding. What's like haram, man? On yeah, one man. night, for I don't speak to him. I don't, I just know from him back from school. Yeah. Okay. On one night, and the guy loves it more than the girl, bro. It's the guys, he he loves dream. the guys. Yeah, it's their dream now more than the girl's dream, bro. It's like, mm. what's wrong with the guys these days and the men these? Days? What's wrong with everyone? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And I used life. to for photos and videos, <laughs> bro. I used to I used to go to IKEA for props. <laughs> now they have children, cause. <laughs> like as this, this, this. We gotta get back to the book. No, no, yeah, the whole yeah, but we're going to. I guess in, in terms blood, of tying it to the topic, like, yeah, it's not. It's not about judging the different types of people. It's about identifying that each of these are just examples of people or, compromising. or like compromising the religion and the values. Or, or really, values. yeah, it's values. I'm sure these these same people at some point, and I've seen it many times. At some point, said, "Oh, I would never do this, yeah, or yeah. I would never do that." And so often they say that, and like you said, it's one slip up, and boom, down, down. The, you know, it's perfect. They look at another. For okay. example, if we're using that example, like, we'll see another sister, one, one, one. Yes, one time he compromised, and next thing you know, he's dead, prostrating, yeah. to, uh, like you said, uh, So many guys, one say, slip oh, up, bro, one that's, compromise. That's so gay. I'd never shave my legs. Four years later, and he's playing sport, so now his legs are shaved. Like, like same thing. It's just what was the reason that they gave it up? Most likely. Pressure from other people, mm. comments, blah, blah, blah. It's like that with everything. Like everyone at the start of the year, I'm going to study, I'm going to do this, that. Oh, everyone you hear it. When I have kids, he's not going to have technology, he's not going to do anything. I'm gonna. He's going to speak Arabic only, he's going to do this and that. You give up once and it's it's down the drain. So and, like, and a more relatable no example that you, I think we'd all be able to relate to, many people listening that have corporate jobs is the 
as you get to the end of the year, everyone has the Christmas parties mid-year. Yeah, they yeah. have the Christmas in July. Hello, we're coming up to that is soon. That a thing, Christmas in July? Yeah, but they find any I reason to party, bro. Oh, no. Hello, Easter's coming up. Yeah, oh, yeah. people are going to go around in Easter eggs, Christmas, scavenger hunt, blah, blah, blah. All of these things. Like, you just have... Eid, Eid Kringles. Yeah, yeah there's Christmas yeah. Kringles, Eid but Kringles. That's, <laughs> but that's what it is. And, and when it comes to <laughs> compromising oh, on your time, values, Muslims, it's a question of... Why do I go? I go because I don't want them to think that I'm not inclusive. I yeah. don't want them to think that I this and that. But you got to remember, at the end of the day, we forget that the one that is in control of our job, that is in control of everything, our risk, our, everything that we have, is the one that has told us not to do all of what, these. What things. shocked me is I saw like just a simple post, like you know, if you have WhatsApp statuses of like a body in a shroud, the dead body in a shroud. Mm -hmm. It's like, was it worth you pleasing the humans all these years? And now, khalas, now it's the time that you're going to be tested. That, well, like, it hit me like a truck. It's like, all that time, like, what you were saying about the Christmas party. I remember my first job, they were trying to convince me to go to the Christmas party. They're like, oh, look, this girl went last year and look at the photo and she's wearing a hijab at the Christmas party at a pub. And I'm like, what's what's my excuse now to tell them that it's like, us as Muslims don't yeah. go to places? Bro, John from Finance isn't going to stand my, up body. My, my workplace is 80% Muslims. We used to have Christmas dinners. End of year slash Christmas dinners. I told them off. We haven't had it since. I don't know if it's because they just tied us. They agreed to what I was saying. They didn't invite you, bro. <laughs> Maybe, but better. I said, like, I swear. Oh, see, look, that's the end of the chapter. It's, it's what I was saying. Whoever seeks people's pleasure while angering Allah, Allah gets angry at him and makes people angry at him. And whoever seeks the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while angering people, Allah feels pleased with him and causes people to feel pleased with him. The Messenger of Allah sallam spoke the truth. So your temptations, which we pretty much spoke about uh, a yeah. lot, and, and I think these these three trio ties in together. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Look, I, I, the way I think of it, you know, and I've seen it time and time again, is stick to your guns, and Allah will bless your path. Yeah, stick to your guns, and Allah will bless your path. I, I know a brother, you guys know him as well. He was looking for a job for years and years. Like, uh, okay, uh, maybe that's exaggerating. I don't know how long. But he was looking for a job for a while in radiology. Mm. Found the job, promising everything. And he's like, I have only one. I, w I will work overtime. I will do stay till 6 p.m. on every other day. Just on Thursday, give me an hour break as opposed Friday. to half an hour for Friday, Juma. You know, on Friday. Yeah, yeah, on Friday. He said Thursday. Sorry, did I say Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Friday. Friday, it's for Juma. Okay, give me an hour a break as opposed to half an hour. I will make it up throughout the week. I won't take any breaks throughout the week. Whatever. He was willing to work extra. Like, it's at a loss for him compared yeah. to what mm. the company gains. They're like, no, sorry, we can't do that. He's like, okay, sorry, I can't work here. He didn't do that. And now, inshallah, like, Allah's blessed his family and he's studying to become a doctor. And he, he'll make mm. in five years what he would have made in the five years. in one year. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. So... Allah blessed him and he's got he's got good kids and good family and everything like that, you know? Um, stick to your guns and Allah Allah will bless you. That's just one example. I if I see and think about it, there's thousands and thousands of examples that I personally know. Yeah. Like from friends mm. and family to just random people that I've heard of. So the temptation is real, but the reward is is real. Because uh, the cause the temptation itself is, is actually fake. You can get that tattooed. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I already have. <laughs> I think for young people, wallah, like it's, it frustrates me as well because the young people, I feel aren't as staunch as we were when we were mm. kids. Like I would honestly have said no to a job that didn't let me take a Friday prayer. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of young kids, it's like, 
the father was telling me, oh, I advise my son because he's changing jobs and tell him what to look for. I'm like, look, when you go in that interview, first thing, it's everything's good. You tell them before you leave the interview on Friday, I need to do, I need to go for an hour. Tell him, make it work. And he's like, oh, I'm scared. He's not going to mm. give me the job. Or this is not like, dude, like it's Suck your, the job. It's your that, religion. That's the thing, it's you. your religion. You're weighing up. It's like, all right, there's solutions around it. You can't, okay, you need an hour break. Work the extra hour on a Friday, like sometimes I'll do. Or work the extra half an hour the day before. Or don't have lunch the day before. Don't have lunch. Go half an hour. There's a lot of Jum'ah places that are like half an hour. Don't don't eat. Go Jum'ah. Come back. Mm. Eat at your desk or do something else. And I, I think a lot of people also don't understand the the importance of a lot of these things. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't actually understand, for example, the importance of Jum'ah. Right. So we're like, oh yeah, but it's it's no big deal if I miss it once, twice, three. I can miss it three times. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't even know that either. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, for example No, but that's not true No, no, I know But I'm saying They don't even know the hadith uh, yeah. Of yeah. that So Some of them don't even go to that extent even They just think you can not uh, It's just like any other prayer they can miss Astaghfirullah <laughs> 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 Yeah Like like that And and it's uh, You know Or shaking hands with a female For example It's not a bit like You know Oh, I shouldn't But the, I mean, you know The same people are probably still doing more than that But that's that's kind of what what I'm saying. Like I think there's also that limit, uh, sorry, that barrier of knowledge as well. Um, you you got to be the temptations and look to the young to the young audience. Don't listen to that song that everyone's talking about. Don't watch that video that everyone's telling you to watch. Don't talk to that girl that everyone's telling you to talk to. Okay. Even if that everyone is the don't shaitan. don't grab yeah don't go to that party that all the boys and girls are gonna attend. Don't. Drink that drink. Don't eat that food. Don't go to that, go to that restaurant. Yeah. 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 Don't you know? Shake or hug that girl or hug that boy. Just don't do it. The temptation is there. We are not denying that. Okay. That is this. That is the test of of our lives. The temptations will always be there, and Shaitan will do his best to put forward in front of you more and more temptations. But if you overcome these temptations. <laughs> Allah will bless your path. The yeah. same way Yusuf السلام, was tempted with the uh, beautiful uh, woman of high status and wealth and so on and so forth, and he refused the temptation. At the end, what what did he gain? He became the governor, one of the governors, or like a yeah, or, minister, or yeah, minister, minister of Egypt. Mm. He had the money, he had the acclaim, he had the status, and because what he actually. Overcame and refused that temptation, and whether the t- the blessing sorry Adnan to yeah, whether the blessing is in this life, which is the the way, let's say the lesser the lesser reward, the, the the blessing will definitely come in the next life, and that is where you want it most definitely. Isn't that like the hadith of the prophet where they said so people later will get fifty th- the rewards of what the companions got because of the amount of temptations and every literally every step we do. There's like a halal or haram decision that's got to be made, you know. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, not easy. It's driving the car. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like everything. Do I beep him? Do I swear him? Do I? That you got that. You got the music playing in the stereo. You got people walking on a, on the streets on our side. You got thousands of things happening. And and I think if we go back to the reason that we like we do this podcast, that is we're young and we've gone through it. We are, it's not we are still going through it and we have gone through it. So for anyone that's like for any younger or, or people around our age or even older but that are going through stuff like this, just knowing that we've done it, we go through it like it is possible if you're doubting or oh, I can't get that job or it's going to backlash. I'm going to get backlash and backfire on me, whatever. It may, I'm not saying it won't, but it is like there is that possibility. Like you can sack that party or that Christmas event or whatever it is 
and still be successful in, in yeah. whatever it is that you're doing. Look, and if the wise man doesn't make the same mistakes twice. as his father or as, you know, yeah. as twice. So you, whoever may be listening, myself, you boys, okay, no one is in this journey alone. No one. That's why Islam emphasized so much on the community, on brotherhood, on family ties. You go through these temptations, these crossroads in your life with people there to support you. And no matter how down and out you might think, there's always going to be someone there to support you. You just need to reach out to the right people. Heck, call Al Bayan. Mm. Message Al Bayan on Facebook. Go to your local masjid. Just speak to the random brother you're praying next to. The one that your shoulder is touching and your ankles are touching and your feet are lined up together and you're doing the exact same actions and you're reading the exact same words. Ask that person for help. If they can't help you, maybe they'll re- they'll f- they'll put you yeah. in touch with someone. Just that tell can. them this is the situation I'm going through. What do you reckon? Do you have advice? Or? That's it. Yeah, you you might need to ask ten people before you get the answer that's suited to you. Not mm. everyone's gonna have the right answer, but these temptations you do not need to go through them and these challenges of life on your own. Yeah. One main point as well with the temptations that you realize is that the main oh, one of the topics of the the chapter was that. The person doing that temptation will always wish to drag you down to make themselves feel better and less guilty. Mm. So it gives you the the saying that adulteress wishes that all women were adulteresses. Or I'm sure everyone has it like the person that doesn't smoke and everyone's trying to force him to have a cigarette so they feel less guilty, you know. Mm. Or they're drinking and saying, thing, oh, drink, drink. Because in, area, in reality, they're the ones that are feeling guilty. If, if the good boy does it, they will feel less bad, you know. Yeah. So try to. If you're praying and they're not praying, they feel guilty. Yeah. Mm. If you don't pray, they're going to be like, oh, I'm mad. Yeah. I don't need to pray as well either. If the good boy is not going to pray, then why do I yeah. need to pray? Mm. Yeah. So, and, uh, so the word, a word that the Sheikh says at the end of the chapter about temptations, he says, um, methodology. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not obey those who reject the truth. They wish that you compromise so they can, they too can compromise, which is essentially what we... What well, Adnan just said. Yeah. Makes them feel better about. and allows them to do yeah. what they want to do. And, and so that, that kind of uh, wraps up temptation and the three chapters that we went through today. Man, I'm glad we did this. Voila, I feel yeah. good. You know what? That because was I was, before this, you guys saw in the chat, I was, I was half-hearted. I was, I was half-hearted and so I'm like, man, we really got to finish this book. So that way I haven't like left the commitment yeah, yeah. unfinished Half done. but like it was good one it's good for us inshallah yeah, yeah, may Allah benefit us you know mm-hmm. and our families and also the the listeners if there's any even if there isn't we inshallah no, we benefit people commenting on YouTube inshallah we benefit um, my little last advice to everyone go sleep early so you can wake up pray Fajr at the mosque and make sure. the most of Ramadan Wallah. I fell into the trap of sleeping late getting carried away and it's so hard to wake up after Fajr for support everything that's it. Mm. We'll be back next week, inshallah. Yes. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Al Sunnah Wal Jama'ah.